Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Rich Birch from the Unseminary Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Do you feel incredible pressure uh, being a part of a modern church? I know a lot of the people I talk with do. Today's episode, we're going to talk about how do we create the kind of patterns and systems in our lives to create a good, healthy um, atmosphere for our staff and for our teams. We've got Mark Lesher uh, on the line. He's a real uh, expert in this area. You're going to want to listen in. Uh, not only does Mark have good things to say, but he lives out everything we're talking about. Make sure to listen to the entire episode and then join us at the end because I've got a few other things I want to share with you. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. We've got Mark Lesher from Christ Journey Church in Miami, Florida. How are things in Miami today? Well, Miami are great. It's kind of warm down here, uh, and but uh, we're just kind of keeping an eye on the tropics right now because this is a season where we sometimes expect some of those big storms. But everything's going great in Miami. Hurricane season. Now, why don't you tell us, Mark? Tell us a little bit about your church and your background, and just a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, Christ Journey Church is a multi-site church. We have three campuses, and we're located here in Coral Gables, very close proximity to the University of Miami. And about in 2005, we made radical changes around here. We really kind of changed the way we did church. We went from Sunday school to groups. We are one of those churches uh, that actually transitioned. And then, of course, last year we changed our name. We were formerly University Baptist Church. We became Christ Journey Church after a very long uh, vetting process. And so we are actually literally one of those churches when you say, did you transition? Uh, yes, we did. And so that's been a, been a great thing for us. We're anticipating very soon the possibility of, of another campus that we hope we would build. And so, and then just for myself, I've been here 16 years, uh, came back. I actually, when I left the Navy, I was a Navy SEAL. I came here and this was a church that really fostered my uh, spiritual growth. Oh, cool. Very cool. Well, one of the things I appreciate about you, Mark, is, and I follow you on Twitter and, you know, and, and kind of track with you and, and church there. And one of the things I appreciate about you is, you know, I, well, maybe it's not I appreciate. I sometimes feel guilty because I wake up in the morning, and you probably know where this is going. I wake up in the morning, and I've had one of those mornings where I'm just not going to the gym today. It's just not happening today. And then I get this tweet, and it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, not that, but early <laughs> in the morning. And you've already been up. You've been out. You've had your word, your word, your workout. Um, tell me about you know this, the kind of life balance issues uh, when it comes to working in ministry. We have a lot of listeners who would say, wow, like it's really busy being a pastor. And so how do you manage all that? Tell me about kind of your routines on that front. Well, my routine is, is is pretty simple. You know, we teach our staff here to manage priorities. I don't think you can manage time. You can't turn six minutes into seven minutes. But you've <laughs> got to manage priorities. And so my priority, my first part of every day is I get up and I'll spend approximately about an hour in the Word, and then I'll do some professional reading, and then at 6 a.m., uh, our student ministry uh, pastors join me, and we work out for an hour to an hour and a half, and then, of course, I'll cook breakfast uh, for my family, and then hopefully off I go uh, to work and so that's a very general routine for me. Uh, John Orpert says there's only two types of people, morning people and those who hate morning people. <laughs> I just happen to be a morning person so yeah, I think I you have to find uh, the time that's going to work for you but you've got to ask yourself am I going to make my wellness, my health a priority or not and so that's kind of my simple routine six days a week. 
Nice. Now, a part of what I've, I, you know, what I understand is, is you've kind of moved it beyond even just your own personal, um, you know, regiment to really a staff value. Talk about how you've done that. How has that become a part of really the staff culture at your church? Right. Yeah. About two and a half years, maybe three years ago, you know, we were facing what every church in America faced: increasing health insurance costs. And, you know, as we were reading and we were thinking about that and just looking at the statistics, we thought, why are we going to pay money for things that could be preventable? Plus, at the same time, you know, we want to get the best return on investment with our staff. We want productive staff. So we sat down with our care ministry and said, hey, let's begin a journey. Let's begin a journey to focus on staff wellness. So we intentionally began to focus on that monthly in our uh, staff community times and and then we began to uh, teach our staff about wellness and encourage it you know we've had some groups join together that say we're going to lose a certain amount of weight now we're at the point where we're looking at rewarding it and so every year for any staff member who gets their physical they get a gift certificate uh, and now we're even looking at either at least increasing a way to incentivize it Huh, that's really cool. Yeah. Give me a sense in those kind of monthly staff uh, community times, you know, what, what would be kind of a typical event like that where you're, you know, you're talking about wellness issues? Well, sometimes it can kind of be fun. Sometimes care ministry will create games. Uh, we always put out healthy food, and then we talk about food choices. We talk about emotional health, physical health, and uh, so it's typically something that's done very creatively. It's a lot of fun, and it's a challenge. And we would like to think that all of our staff respond as wise people and make course corrections, <laughs> but they don't. And so now, honestly, we're evaluating, well, if, the, if we can't treat them like wise people to understand the benefit of presenting a healthier self, then we may have to even look at the possibility of one day we might not pay a portion of their medical insurance. Wow, that's now. Can you do you have a sense of the you know just the practical side of you know your savings with insurance percentage wise that kind of thing? Do you have a sense of what and how and how has that side of this worked? Yeah, we don't yet, uh, but we do know this because right now we have Humana insurance is what we're using, and and you know they do Humana has a wellness program, and so if if all of our employees do go out and fill out the information that that can uh, cause some savings. The big thing is we're trying to save on those things that drive health insurance costs up that could have been prevented. That's the big thing. We can't prevent every illness. Right. But if we can get a healthier staff and then at the same time it's less sick, sick days, it's more productivity while they're working when you feel better. Yeah, that's uh, that's really good. I, I appreciate you know that. I think that's a great insight for particularly as you know senior pastors, executive pastors, as we try to structure a staff culture. Um, right. You know, how is it? What do we do on this you know side of the equation? You know, what else? Right. You know, when you talk about kind of just your normal yearly routine with your staff, um, what are you right. doing to try to encourage life balance? Well, one of the things we just did, and I know for some churches you're going to think, you guys just lost your mind. You know, we were doing Saturday <laughs> night and Sunday weekend experiences. We just shifted everything to Sunday. Mm. It said, if we can get every campus eventually running five on Sunday, we'll take it. Huh. And we were just realizing that the turnaround was just too demanding. I mean, I myself would be looking at my watch at 12 o'clock going, oh, i got to go back to church. So we wanted two full days off for our staff. And then if our staff worked effectively, if they work efficiently, hey, you're done Thursday, whatever time, get out of here. Right. Get home. Take 
that day off. So we're very, very intentional about making sure our employees are taking their time off, and we have a very, very, uh, I guess you'd probably call it a uh, generous vacation and leave policy. <laughs> well, what is that? Everybody, now everybody's going to want to work there. You're going to have lots of applications. So tell, yeah. tell me about your generous work leave. Uh, well, basically, any starting employee here, you know, we'll obviously we start an employee off with a week vacation. Sometimes we might uh, add more if they have ministry experience. Uh, but we have, uh, they can also have, they have self, 12 sick days a week. Three of those can be used for any personal reason. Mm -hmm. And personal means personal. Right. So, so let's say a typical employee might start with a week's vacation, three sick days, and then our personnel committee, our HR committee now, allows us a week from December 25th all the way back to January 2nd. We're off. As a matter of fact, what we did last year, we've actually shut down our weekend experiences the weekend after Christmas, and we do it via church online, right here at Christ's Journey. So oh, nice. Stay home, our staff can stay home. And then, of course, we have eight paid vacation days, including the day after Easter we give our staff off. So any starting staff is basically getting three weeks off. Huh. That's very cool. Now tell me about um, you know the change to have because we we've had no services on the last week of the year you know for our entire history. But what was that like to go from having that service and then cutting it out? What was that experience like? Well, well, from our task, uh, staff perspective, it was great. Uh, <laughs> and honestly, we didn't have a lot of pushback. As a matter of fact, our weekend attendance went up. Oh, As, uh, Church Online was kind of new, so everybody thought it was kind of fun. We pre-shot it. We had the whole staff gather. We pre-shot the whole worship experience, the whole message. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I was actually in Guam visiting my son, who's a <laughs> captain in the Air Force. And I got to join in and from Guam. Nice. Cool. That's yeah. fantastic. That's cool. Now, anything else when you think about this kind of staff balance issues and you know how you create a culture where you know your staff are living a balanced life? Yeah, I think the other thing is is to remove the temptation. I mean, just mm. visit any church in America. Look at the food that they put out. Uh, <laughs> and so, just make a swap. You know, whether it's in the worship arts community, wherever that is, to say, hey guys, when we put our food out for our volunteers, <laughs> let's swap out. Let's go to seventy-five percent healthy. 25%, whatever that other stuff is, but start to make a swap. And small things like that will communicate the message and cascade the message down throughout your organization. Now, now Mark, you're, you're not advocating getting rid of donuts at church, are you? <laughs> we, we don't have many donuts here. Right? There are some. Uh, I think youth ministry would probably protest. I don't know. But they I don't, know. Pretty good I don't know if I'm going to be able to broadcast this. People will be like, that's yeah. heresy. You can't get rid of donuts. Yeah, I think we have like whole wheat donuts. Right? No, we don't. <laughs> no, that's, that's a real practical tip. That's huge. Yeah. For sure. It's really small things. And then, you know, other things you can do is you can bring exercise onto your campus. Mm. Uh, you know, some of you may have the benefit of large rooms or large buildings. And I would say in the future, if you can invest and put a gym in or put something right there, whether it's treadmills, whether it's ellipticals, where your staff during lunch hour can just go over and do 30 minutes of cardio, that's going to make a lot of difference. But at least 70%, as I understand it, in the studies that I've studied, 70 75% of weight loss is going to be diet. So invest more in training your staff uh, how to eat well. So whenever we put out a meal here uh, for any one of our staff trainings or anything, it's always very healthy. 
This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. All right, so here we are. Uh, we're now hit the lightning round. Where we're going to talk about a series of questions with a great church leader uh, to kind of get a bit of an insight into their uh, their ministry. So, Mark, is there like an online resource that you use that you find particularly helpful in your ministry, and what? Why is that? Well, I think you know. Uh, Typically for me, it's, uh, what I learn most often, it just comes through just browsing other websites of other churches and just, you know, getting some of the best practices that are out there. Uh, there are certain blogs, like Tim Stevens' blog. There are other blogs that, that periodically I'll check into. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great idea on seminary. I think it's a really good idea. And I just got to figure out how to get it to all my staff and, <laughs> and those kind of things. Right now, Ministries obviously has some great online resources that, that we're exploring here using. Some of our areas actually already use it. So right. those are the things we use. Yeah, we've started to use right now as well. It's been really good for us. We've... Particularly, our group's ministry has really, in, you know, it's been great for them for sure. Uh -huh. um, is there a book you've read recently that's, you know, had real positive impact on your ministry? Well, I, I, I'm, I read a lot. I probably, I read two, three books maybe in the course of a week. Uh, you know, last year I think I'll, I'll start with last year. I think uh, Jenny's book uh, and Sherry Surratt's book, Just Lead, I thought was amazing, even right. for men. As a matter right. of fact, we have a staff training going on where we have several of the ladies on our staff that are going to be starting a six-week journey through that book. Oh, nice. Uh, right now I think I'm reading Liz Wiseman's book, Multiplier. Oh, nice. Multipliers, and mm -hmm. so I think that's been very helpful. And so typically what I try to do is I try to read something on spiritual formation, something on leadership development, uh, marriage and family, and, and, you know, I have Justin Davis's book, and so... You know, nice. I read so much. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to narrow it down. Yeah. Uh, readers are leaders. Or leaders are readers. Right. Um, now, what's uh, another ministry that inspires you? Somebody you look at and you're like, kind of look up to and say, hey, there's, there's guys that are doing a great job. Yeah, I, I think we've we've always appreciated North Point uh, just for their quality, uh, the quality of, of what they do and, and their appealing settings, engaging presentations, helpful content. makes a lot of sense. Uh, our leadership team read deep and wide last year, and, and we thought it was an excellent book. The two books we read were Deep and Wide and the, then The Advantage by Patrick Lencioni. Mm, right. And, uh, of course, Life Church is maybe one of the most generous churches in right. the world, and they're just amazing guys, and they're so helpful. And, you know, uh, here in this area, uh, Christ Fellowship Miami is doing a great job. Mm. Uh, Christ Fellowship Palm Beach Gardens doing a great job. So there's some great churches in this area also. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, who's a leader, if you could spend, that's alive today, if you could spend 15 minutes with them, um, who would that be and, and why? Probably Jeff Henderson mm. uh, from North Point. You know, I just remember years ago, we were at Sundays at North Point, and his staff just described him, it was the first time I ever heard this word, monster leader. And I thought, wow, I would just love to meet this campus pastor because here he is in the shadow of, like a guy like Andy Stanley, this is a guy that stands on his own summit. And so, yeah, if you can arrange that for me, please let me know. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Jeff is one of those guys, literally, like, he could be leading his own, you know, yeah. huge, significant ministry, and, and the fact that he leads there is incredible. So, yeah, that's great. All right, so what do you do for fun? You know, I know, uh, you know, you want to get out and have a little bit of fun. What is, where does Mark spend his time? Well, my whole family surfs. We're surfers. And so, actually, you can't see it, but right above this bookshelf, there is a surfboard hanging there. So in case of emergencies or stressful ministry days, grab board. Uh, and we all do a lot, and we do stand-up paddleboards. So my wife and I kind of have our routine. We don't do any baby showers. We don't do wedding showers because Saturday morning, everybody knows we're at the beach. 
Right. And I right. say, hey, Mark loves you. He'll be there at your wedding. He'll be there when the baby's born, but mm, they're probably at the beach. So <laughs> so that's kind of what we do, surfing, paddleboarding all the time. Nice. My uh, my wife and daughter, they were on a trip this, this summer, and uh, they did their first day of surfing. So they took surf lessons for a friend of ours and just loved it. It was fantastic. So, yeah. Well, thanks so much, Mark. We really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you. Appreciate it. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Man, so thankful that Mark was on the show today. Uh, as you go, two things. First of all, um, there's a resource in the show notes today on Pastoral Margin. Uh, I thought it would be a good companion to this episode. Uh, it's a conversation, a discussion, an article uh, about you know how do we develop margin as leaders? How do we develop some extra space uh, really to have the kind of healthy life uh, that Mark was talking about? As you head out, uh, make sure you get some downtime before Sunday. Go into that weekend, this weekend, fully charged up, uh, restored and renewed on the inside. Maybe take Mark's motivation, go for a walk, go for a run, eat some healthy food, and we'll see you next Next Thursday on the Unseminary Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary Podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary Podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.